Hello, everyone, and welcome to Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. I'm Karen Sullivan, the founder of Pretty Wellness, a two-time breast cancer survivor thriving with stage four disease, and author of the book that shares the same name as this podcast, Happiness Through Hardship. I'm also a girl who wishes on pennies. I try to see the good in everything, even when life is not so great. But sometimes it takes a little more. And this podcast will provide you with what worked well for me. Success stories of people that have been through hard times and simple suggestions that brought hope, resources, and connections. I hope you've been able to catch our recent episodes, including the one with former professional hockey player and high school coach Trent Eigner, who talks about his mental and physical transformation. Or author and crisis counselor Kimberly King, who shares strategies to keep our kids safe. Now, if you like these episodes, please do me a favor, rate, review, and subscribe. Your efforts truly will help this podcast get noticed and help us inspire more people. And now for this episode, I am so excited to do something a little different in honor of our one-year anniversary. And when I say one-year anniversary, I'm talking about happiness through hardship. The podcast is almost one. We are spending some time today where we're going to share some intel, uh, do a little behind the scenes, and we have some questions that people have been asking us, both through Instagram as well as here um, about Happiness Through Hardship, the podcast. So thank you to everyone for submitting, and thank you to all of you, as always, for listening. I also have brought today a very special guest to co-host this episode with me, my husband, Kevin. He is not just a great co-host because he's my partner. He is a two-time Emmy winner and a two-time New York Times bestselling author who has spent his whole career working in the digital space. So has been incredibly helpful in my journey as an entrepreneur, as a social media brand, and of course, as a podcast host. So hello, Kevin. It's kind of funny for me to say welcome here because like, this is your house too. It is my house, yes. Uh, a couple things right at the top. One, I'm blushing with that intro, so thank you. Uh, am I your first two-time guest? Uh, you are my first two-time oh. guest. For those of you that are new to us, we did a podcast episode about caregiving. And that was uh, that was at the end of the summer. And so that was the first time. I don't even know if I'd call that an interview. That was more just a conversation that we had about caregiving. Yeah, but you interviewed me. All right. So you are my second two-time guest. My first. first, Your first, right. And I am a HTH VIP. An HTH VIP. Uh, But getting back to your question, yes, that is awkward. You saying welcome because it is our house. Yes. (laughs) It is akin to, and I'm pulling back the curtain for your listeners, every now and then Karen will ask me, or I'll ask Karen, have you seen the dog? And she'll say, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's in my room. My, like, like we have our own rooms. Like we're 12. I think she means our room. Yes. But yeah, she'll say, yeah, he's in my room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were laughing that the dog now is so attached to me that even when I'm gone, he comes up to my office and he just sleeps on the couch here. He does. So... That goes to show how much he doesn't like me is whenever it's the two of us in the house, he just retreats upstairs and just sleeps on your couch, I should say, in your room. (laughs) 
No, but I was kind of laughing about how my office or this podcast studio that I record all these interviews from, in fact, every single one I believe I did from, maybe the first few I did downstairs when your office was in a different room and then we moved it up here. My office is really small, which is a podcast studio, which is a TV set for when I do the media appearances, which is my speaking engagement set now through COVID. And it actually, because there's different walls that have different things on them, it looks a lot bigger than it is. It's pretty funny, right? Because I'm going to say something that makes us sound like we live in a mansion, which we do not. Uh, but we all have our own space. So we all have our own rooms. Which we're lucky. Well, yeah. we live, we have yes. our own we bedroom have our, together. We share, yeah. Um, our son has a bedroom. This is where it starts to get weird. Our dog has his own room. <laughs> he does not have his he own room. He does have his own he room. He does not. Um, no, that is supposed we to We live be- in a tiny house. Don't worry. It's not, I'm not, eh. But you have your own office. I have my own office. Our son has his own game room. Um, my point is you have the smallest of them all. I do. I, of, all, of all the rooms, this is, is the smallest of them all. But it's cozy. And that's why I love it. Should we tell them the little secret about my important. couch? Yeah, we can. Yeah. Well, let me make my point. That's important, though. It doesn't matter what the size is. It's that you're comfortable, especially now in this COVID world, right? Because... Like, for example, I'm in my office 12 to 15 hours a day. Like, it doesn't matter how big or small it is, as long as you're comfortable. Yeah, right. Because you can't, yeah, it's not like two years ago when you could just walk around the office and say hi to people. Like, you need to be super comfortable in your space, regardless of the size. Well, which is to transition this couch that you're sitting on right now that I love and he laughs at me all the time because it literally, the very first, it's the very first piece. Oh, that's great. I just thought of this. It is the first piece of furniture that we bought together as a married couple. Or maybe even we bought it when we bought the house, which was a few months before we actually got married. And that is the last remnants of it. It was a sectional with a pullout bed that we got rid of the pullout bed and the couch, but I just kept the chaise part of it. And what I, that tells me? Yes. Is that we need to get rid of this? <laughs> no. It's so comfortable. It's like sandpaper. But for me, it's cozy. And so what, what's laughable here is that we, it went from our old house to your office. That was with the full couch. And now I just, I always sat in that area and it was cozy to me. And that's where when I was in grad school, I would do homework there. When I was pregnant with Kyle and I was at my old job I would be on the computer on that couch and now it's just cozy to sit here and now as we said it's lucky it's our dog's couch but I will sometimes sit there and when I'm writing or trying to be creative so Uh, sorry to cut you off here's when you know you need to get rid of the couch when your dog (laughs) has his own couch right well he just takes over everything so that's his problem not mine right I and he's sitting right next to me right on the couch but point being is I think as as we're actually almost jumping into where we're going with this, but we've had a lot of people, or I should say I've had a lot of people, whether it's on Instagram or those who've reached out that want to start podcasting that have asked about the process of podcasting or why I started podcasting. And, you know, similar to what you were saying in this wild world that we live in now, it's it's if one can have their own space to do what they need to do. I would also say that about podcasting is find a place that you're comfortable in when you record wherever that might be. But we'll get to some of the tips and we'll get some advice. But 
uh, I guess, should I just start and talk, talking about the why? It's your show. <laughs> it's not my show. <laughs> You're going to um, have to lead me. I, I'm just... Uh, here for looks. You're here for looks. Good thing it's a podcast. No, you're so cute. Stop. So, um, all right. I'm going to start. I'm going to start by saying, a lot of people ask about podcasting and, or even just being an entrepreneur in business. And the question always comes up is like, what is your why? And so I ask for those of you that are thinking about not just a podcast. But in life, if you want to do something new, what is the why? What is the reason for doing it? And my reason for the why with the podcast was really because in this journey I've taken as an entrepreneur, I started Pretty Wellness seven years ago after my stage four diagnosis when I was learning all this information about wellness. And I was inspired by other people. And then when I'd share it with my friends and family, they would say, wow, you got to start writing about this. You got to start talking about this and sharing this with other people. And little by little, I found out that, wow, people actually were inspired by what I was learning and what I was sharing. And so truly, and that made me feel great too. I mean, not obviously, I, I don't wish stage four disease on anybody, but I've learned a lot through it all, whether it was about the disease itself or whether it was about uh, wellness and healthy living. And so it gave me this sense of purpose and it gave me the opportunity, again, to share what I learned on these various platforms. So when it came to the book, as many of you know, the name of this podcast is the same name as my book, which is Happiness Through Hardship. And the book is really geared towards uh, helping out cancer survivors or patients and their caregivers. So while my goal was really to for it to be this gift when someone is first diagnosed with cancer or their friend is diagnosed with cancer and they're the caregiver, this is the book you want to read because it's a little bit story and a lot of suggestions and tips and in, in a short read, about an hour and a half. And when I went on book tour and people were connecting with me and telling me, oh, we read your book, here were our thoughts, I had a number of people say to me, I read this because I'm a caregiver of a friend with cancer, but I just went through, you know, insert their hardship here. And your book really resonated with me. And so for years, Kevin had been telling me, I should do a podcast, I should do a podcast, I should do a podcast. And then it hit me. This is what the podcast should be about. It should be the next evolution of happiness through hardship. So do I get credit for the why? Do you get credit for the why? Well, you get the you get credit for telling me. Why start a podcast? I get credit for that. All right. Well, I'll give you credit because you do deserve more credit than. Thank you. Sometimes I'll give you. Thank you. Uh, but I will say that it actually evolved because the book and going through the process of writing the book and then, you know, doing the book events helped us get to a place where we knew we wanted to share other people's stories and that we wanted it to be about whatever their journey was and how they found a little bit of joy in it or what reflections or information that they learned that they could share with others. Well, you said something I think that's important there. It evolved, right? Like, I think that's one of the things when it comes to podcasting that people get caught up on. Like they have their favorite podcast and they try and replicate it or they need their podcast to be perfect. And 
everything evolves. Everything like you listen to happiness through hardship episode one versus this one. They're completely different episodes. The same thing as like you look at, uh, I don't know, lost episode one versus the last episode of lost. It was a completely different show. Like things evolve. You can't get, I think sometimes people get hung up on, I need this to be perfect. I need this to be my ideal situation. And it gets such big. It gets so big and grandiose that it just falls over and never starts. Yeah. I, I mean, I would agree. I think, and that's, I think that's a great lesson in life, not just with podcasting, but definitely with podcasting is do, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit about our, our prep too, but maybe we'll get to that. And when we get to some of the further questions, I will say that what, what I'm incredibly grateful and thankful that you helped me along the route of getting started because so many people get like, it's overwhelming to know how do you start any new project, let alone start a project, like start a podcast. So can you share with us, Kevin, knowing what you know, both about my podcast, as well as the other digital assets that you've worked on, how would you tell people that are considering starting a podcast to begin? Wow. Yeah. So that's a loaded question, right? Because there's no, well, let me start with, I don't think there, there's varying degrees of podcasting. Right. True. So what I tell people when they first start is don't get hung up on you see people posting on Twitter their elaborate sound studio and it's soundproof and they have a thousand dollar microphones and have this great soundboard. Like, don't get caught up on that because you'll never get off the ground ever. And with podcasting, the barrier of entry is so low. Like, just start. Like it's, it's a microphone. That's the barrier of entry. It's a microphone. Like I prefer the Yeti microphone, which I'm not speaking into now. I don't know why (laughs) you have a different microphone. I prefer the Yeti, the Yeti blue. Um, but it's so low. That's all you need and garage band. And then you just disseminate it across and it's easy. Just Google. How do I disseminate my podcast to iTunes, all the different Google play, all the different platforms. Um, and that's it. It's really it. Like, don't get hung up on all the other stuff. This The market is so saturated. Like, everybody has a podcast. Almost literally everybody has a podcast. Um, the differentiator is going to be how you market your podcast and the content. Well, and I also want to say that, yes, the market is is saturated and there are a lot of podcasts out there. But depending on what your goal is, if your goal is to inspire and you inspire a handful of people, perhaps you're really doing what you're set out to be doing. That's what I mean. Right. The content. So like you're going to find your lane. Like, Don't get hung up on all the other stuff. It's scary. It's super, super scary when you start hearing about all the technology and you need to be in this group and you need to have this microphone and who's your host and all this other stuff. It's, it really isn't that hard. Get a microphone. If this is something you want to do, yeah, get a microphone, find a host. It's as easy as SoundCloud. Maybe it's nine 99 a month or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, and just do it, just do it. And you don't know, like you might spend six months and there's our dog. You might sign. I'm on his couch. So he's upset. 
Yeah, let him out. So Karen's office has a a door to it. Don't let her fool you. This is nice. So we're on the second floor, and she has a door out to a second floor balcony. Again, it's not a mansion. I know, Pete. We <laughs> but, live in a little beach house, but it is, it's full of love, I love to say. Yeah. I love where we live. My point is, it's please just do it. The answer is do it. The answer is Nike. Just do it. Right? So get a microphone, plug it into your computer, and spend several weeks just doing it. You might not even publish it. Just do it. Well, and, I, and what I want to say is that there are plenty of membership groups out there that you can join that can help you navigate. I was very lucky that my husband understands the space. And so there were things that he just set up for me that I didn't even know how to do. And now I think, you know, in, in recent months, I am now on iHeartRadio pl- platform and the Amazon Music platform. I did set those up myself, so I'm really proud of that. Uh, but in the beginning, Kevin set up things for me. However, there are two groups that I happen to be a member of, and I just like them both so much I can never decide. Uh, you don't have to be a, a part of both She Podcasts and WOC Podcasts. And they both have been very helpful in terms of you can just go into a Facebook group and ask a question and you'll get a lot of answers back. Or they have some memberships where you will actually get checklists on how to write an interview or interview questions or checklists on how to set things up. And so if you're really serious about this, but you are feeling lost, uh, there's just so much out there on, you know, on the internet. That- well, you're far more resourceful than me. So like you did all that, whereas I never would have, right? Like I would have just plugged in the microphone and just did it. Did it. The dog is so mad that I'm on his couch right now. <laughs> he keeps barking. This is a peek behind the curtain. Yeah. Sorry, luck. Uh, but my point is you're more resourceful and you will do those things. Um, and that's great advice, right? And it's yielded benefits for you. Well, and I believe in doing my homework and whatever project I'm working on. And I wanted this to be successful. And that really kind of tangents into what I want to, I want to hear from you, Kevin, because you know, I love to get compliments from you. Uh, What do you think we did right? Like, what do you think success look like? Well, those are really two completely different questions. I think in my, in my opinion, like what did we do right? And then what makes a successful podcast? So start, what did we do right? What we did right, I think, in my opinion, is, well, not in my opinion, I think it's, I think a lot of people would share this, is we made a commitment, right? Like, so you have to make a commitment. People will say, okay, I'm going to do this once a week. Then it turns into once every 10 days. Then it turns into once every other week. Like, the one mantra I live by in my professional life is give people what they want when they want it. So what we did right, I think, and when I say we, you, right? Because I, I did nothing, is find out what works, what's resonating with these people, and when do they want it, right? So I know you did a lot of social media, asking them what they want, what they want to hear, blah, 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 that type of thing. And then you found out, okay, I need to launch it on this day at this time. And that goes back to what do people want and when do they want it? It's easy. What do people want? When do they want it? I think that's what we did right. When I say we, you. Make a commitment. Find out what people want and give it to them when they want it. 
the second thing as far as success goes, uh, that's tough, right? Because there's no like, there's no one size fits all as far as success goes. Um, you know, I listen to a ton of podcasts. Um, Wandry, I don't even know if you you listen to Wandry, but Wandry is one of my favorite studios, podcast studios, and they do strictly like storytelling. There's a narrator. He tells a five-part series, for example. It could be 10-part. It could be four-part. Just making that number up. And, and he just tells a story. And then I listen to The Daily, which is quick 20-minute interview, boom. I sound a whole bunch of smarter now because I listen to The Daily. <laughs> and then I listen to Something to Wrestle, which is a wrestling podcast, and it's just guys talking. So, like, all three of those are successful, in my opinion. Um, so there's no real like one answer what makes something successful. And my advice would be find your lane, whatever your lane is. So I gave three different lanes right there. Whatever your lane is, whatever you're comfortable in, go there and stay there and reps, 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 reps. So like even before you put it out, we talked about earlier disseminating your podcast. Maybe you do it three or four times before you even put it out to the public. Find your lane. And then just get your reps in. Well, and I would say what we did right is is absolutely that. When I look at the beginning, I interviewed my intern twice, my sister, my cousin Lisa, you, my uh, best friend from home, Michelle, and almost my mom and dad. But I don't think I went there. And by the way, this was just... I was never planning on using these. I, I did it as you're saying as reps. I was playing around with the technology to make sure that I could get it to work. I was also just going through the motions of doing an, an, an intro and then asking them questions and listening and trying to play off of that. Well, that's half the game because nobody listens. Not nobody. A lot of people just don't listen. Right, you'll listen to a podcast and people will be like, uh, ask a question, someone will be answering, and then they'll leave this meat on the bone and the interviewer is already off to the next question. So like it, listening is probably the biggest thing. Well, and, and I will tell you, uh, you'll hear from a lot of different people how to record your podcast. I chose to only do it through audio. I did one actually where we did use video and plenty of people use it and it's in, with video and it's successful for them. But I found in the one where I actually did have the video, it was um, distracting for me because I was watching them and trying to interact a little bit with them and the you know in some ways the microphone was further away from my face so the audio didn't sound as good but i'm sure i could have fixed that and worked on that but i find it easier for me when i've got guests and mind you if you've been listening to me for a while you know i cry at so many of these episodes i'm a lot of times just closing my eyes and trying to listen because we don't script this out like yes i have prepared questions so that the guest might feel comfortable knowing the direction will go. But I also say to them, like, listen, depending on where, where you go, I might probe you on some things. And so not every episode, I think, do I do that, you know, 100% successfully, but I try. And that does take time and effort and practice. And so I believe that in the beginning, all the reps that I did, 
in trying to be comfortable with podcasting really helped out. And I really do think that that was something that we did right. That takes practice. You said time, effort, more than anything, that takes practice, right? Like it's hard when you're first starting out to pay attention to somebody else and your notes and what you want to ask next, right? Like you're looking down at your notes and you are, uh, here's an embarrassing example. So in my past life, I worked for WWE um, and I was writing a book for WWE and I'm talking to like, this is going to resonate with zero people right now <laughs> who listen to you. <laughs> who knows who Sid Justice is? <laughs> I don't know who Sid Justice is. Okay. I was writing a book about the, um, this is years ago. So this is probably a, more than a decade ago. Uh, the WWE championship. And he was a former WWE champion. And I had my list of questions and I interviewed probably 20 people before him and they all answered him exactly how they were supposed to, or how I thought they would. And I asked him about the importance of the WWE championship and what it meant to him. And he said, it meant nothing. It meant I had to carry it around and it was extra luggage and uh, it was just heavier luggage for me. And I was so taken aback that I started asking, well, I actually started asking my next question because I wasn't as trained and while I was asking my next question, I stopped myself because I was like, oh, now I sound stupid because I have to follow up because I wasn't really listening to him. I was just reading my notes. So the point is, like, I said, oh, hold on. I need a minute because <laughs> you never I never expected you to answer like that. And I'm already on to the next question. And my point is, it's a compliment to you because I've listened to your podcast and you do bounce when people say something. You're listening and you're bouncing the next question off and based off of what they said, not based off of your notes. Well, thank you. I, I mean, I, I work hard at that. And I, I will also say what's challenging for me, anybody who knows me personally, is boy, do I love a microphone and boy, do I love to talk. And so that has been really beautiful for me to be the one who's asking the questions, to be the one who's trying to hear somebody else's story. And while I do oftentimes jump in and share nuggets of my own, and I hope to do that in an effort to make the conversation, make it be two-sided, because I, as much as I, I will let the guest talk for as long as we need to tell their story or, or answer the question, I think the variety of voices in the exchange can oftentimes be good. But it's been like, that's been growth for me and exciting for me to, you know, flip the microphone so that I'm not the, you know, I'm the one who's asking the questions and not the one that's always trying to tell a story or give information out. So I, I will say that that's been fun and enlightening for me as well. But when it comes to success, I did want to, you had mentioned um, your thoughts on success. Mine is, is similar, but also know that, you know, you've got to figure out what that metric is for you. If, if it's about numbers and a lot of people are vying to have big numbers because they want to make money from their podcast, right? That's an honorable goal. 
but know that this is a marathon, not a sprint. I'm sure that there's some amazing podcasts out there that got off the ground quickly, but I'm not, but I don't know. I, I don't know who those are because it does take a lot of legwork. Right. When it comes to, you're talking about revenue specifically, it is a marathon, not a sprint. And if that's your goal, then you should know that. It's going to take a while. I don't think you're going to make a dime until you have 10,000 listeners every week. I'm just making that number up. No, I'm not making that number up. You're not going to make literally a dime until you're at 10,000. Well, I take I, I want to interrupt you there because what I've learned from some of these podcasting groups is, again, it depends on how you're looking to get money. If you're looking to get money through advertisers, the you know the numbers that I have heard are around 10,000 per episode. However, there's been such a push in the digital space about that micro influencer. If you, especially if you have a niche podcast and you reach out to a certain advertiser, they may sponsor you or do in-kind trade, which I know isn't revenue, but might bring you something that you want. Well, that, you're stealing my thunder. That's exactly where I'm going, but oh, go ahead. Okay, now right? let, me, so, let me toss it to you then. I no, hear my you. point was like if revenue, if dollars are your thing, be patient because it's a marathon. Because you need to get to 10000 to begin. You make a couple bucks. And then from there, from there, from there, it grows. Um, and that's exactly where you're going. And I don't mean to step on you, but you stepped on me, so I'm going to step <laughs> on you. Uh, We're stepping in time together. The check isn't the bottom line. For, for some people, right? For some people, it might be. Uh, other people, it might be what you're talking about. Other people, it might be just cathartic, right? Like, I just feel like talking. And you know what? That's my win. And that's fine. Well, and, and you and I, I think, have been saying to different people, we get a lot of people that call us with career advice, whether it's because we both have a background in sports and a lot of people want to work in that industry, or if it's just, because, I don't know, we like to, to share our knowledge. And I, I think we've both been saying to a lot of people is try, if there's something that you're passionate about, create something out of it. Because it's, and, and I think in some of my recent speaking engagements, I have been talking about finding purpose and how I found purpose. Obviously, I found my happiness through hardship, um, you know, after my diagnosis. But I've created a few things that have helped me feel like I'm giving back to the community that I'm from, as well as uh, just people out there that might need a little bit of words of wisdom. And I think when it comes to podcasting, there's just so many things that you can do with it. Like the topics are endless. And if there's something you're passionate about, like IE sports, you want to get into sports, but maybe you work in, you know, insert any job you have here you and your best friend that live across the country could get on two different microphones across the country, talk about sports and create a podcast. And whether it's like booming and successful by the numbers or not, you are learning a skill and you are talking and hopefully enjoying what you're talking about and you're creating something. That's the thing, right? It doesn't have to be successful by the numbers, especially of... Like if you're you're young and that's your passion and you're just talking it through, right? Like the more you talk and the more you talk to somebody else, uh, I know mentorship is big with you, right? Um, more you than me. Not that I don't like mentorship, uh, 
but mentors are big, right? So maybe you get a mentor on the on your podcast, right? It doesn't need to be the Joe Rogan podcast, which is wildly successful, but it will lead to success in some form. Just talking to other people, networking will lead to success. Well, and and I mean that's beautifully said and succinct. Which is something that's, I'm more of the... That's my thing, not your thing. Yes, right. I'm a man of few words. And and, and I'm a woman with a lot of them. Uh, But we both really feel passionately about that because there's so much that you can gain from whether it's creating a podcast or starting, you know, writing a website. But I will tell you from my experience, I have learned so much from various people that I've interviewed. And so whatever your topic might be, if you're interested, you could learn so much about something that you're, you, that you have questions about, as well as sharing that information that with others that might know. So in terms of advice, I would love, um, I reached out to a few uh, people in the podcasting space that I think are wildly successful. And I, I really like them as people as well. And they have some advice for you guys as well. So I want to start with um, Danielle Desir. She is actually the founder of the WOC um, Podcasters. It's a membership group that I talked about, but they also have, uh, you know, plenty of places where you can go and just get information, even if you don't join the group. And her advice to you, she is the founder and the host of the Thought Card Podcast, where she talks about personal finance and she talks about travel, because those are two topics she's passionate about. So she says, if you're wondering about how to start a podcast, my biggest advice for you is to think about a topic that you can speak on endlessly. Knowing that you have a topic that you're passionate about will be the lifeline for your podcast and all of your creative pursuits from then on. My second tip for you is don't get bogged down by the tech. That's what Kevin said as well. That sounds familiar. I know sometimes... Who's this? I like her. (laughs) You like Danielle. Um, I know sometimes that the tech may feel confusing or may feel overwhelming, but honestly, it's pretty simple once you get the hang of it. And last but not least, I invite you to find a podcasting community that's supportive that will be there to answer your questions in real time. And sometimes those questions aren't going to be available on YouTube or Google, So finding a community can be super important. And I invite you to join my community. As I mentioned, she's the founder of WOC, Women of Color Podcasters. So if you're interested in joining a community of like-minded women who are supportive and want to see you thrive in your creative pursuits, head over to WOCpodcasters.com. WOC. I like her. Yeah, she's uh, she's great. And I found her. Well, what's actually wild about this is, Kev, do you know that she lives in Bridgeport? She lives one Uh town over from us. But I found her online. I was looking for some answers about... BPT. uh, About, I know. My original hometown, yeah. Yeah. uh, He was born there. So, or that was your first house there. So I, um, that's what's been also really exciting about this journey is the people you connect with is I went to her group with some questions about podcasting and as she was responding back, you know, you kind of look into their podcast and where they are and it said she was from Connecticut. So I was like, oh my gosh, I have a question for you, but where are you living in Connecticut? And so that was pretty cool. So I heard two things from her, from what she said. One, and it's a cliche in my business, but one, content is king. It's all about the content, um, which tells me, like, two, don't get nervous by the tech. Just do your content. 
Just do it. Just be Nike. Just do it. But go ahead. Sorry. Well, she and- essentially said what I said. So I like her. <laughs> All right. So my uh, my second nugget of advice here comes from Tina Conrad. She is the founder. She's, and- got, a, she's got a lot of follow WOC. Got a lot of work to do. Oh, she's what got is, a lot what's of her? Oh, um, Tina is DJ Breast Cancer. She is a and and both of these women I've actually had on the podcast because that's what happens is when you start meeting and connecting with people as a community, you want to share their stories. Um, both women I've never met. Both women I never knew before. Tina Conrad is a breast cancer survivor. Uh, she comes from a family that was been touched by breast cancer. Her mother is one as well, and she. She's amazing. I met her a few years ago. She interviewed me for her podcast, which has been very successful and has been like received awards, especially in the cancer space. She also is uh, pretty high up in a corporate career where she, her podcast wasn't about breast cancer. It was when, when I interviewed her, it was more about, um, you know, finding purpose after you've been through such hardship and how do you deal with that? So, um, I, I, really like her a lot as well. And she says, I really want to encourage the listeners. If you have a story to share, share it. You have a unique perspective. If you have a passion, share it. It doesn't have to be as crazy as a podcast or even a book. Uh, But if you can do it, that's great too. Whatever you have, journal it, write it, share it with a friend, share it with a therapist, whatever you can do, keep sharing stories. So she was more talking from the heart and saying that similar to what you were saying, Kevin, away is if you have a story, share it. You can share it on a podcast. You can share it on a website. But even if you don't want to go that direction, sharing stories can fuel us. And I think I know that Tina talks about hope is her goal, helping one person every day. And that really resonated with me because I think so many of us, when you've gone through hardship and you want to share it, or even the hardship can be anything. It doesn't have to be disease. It can be career. It can be, uh, you know, insert whatever that hardship is there. Sometimes we wonder if if our story is going to help others. And Tina so eloquently talks about how even helping one person, even inspiring one person, even educating one person is helping them out, is potentially changing their lives. And so I think, you know, I'm here on the other end of the microphone and as, as Kevin's saying, just do it. I'm saying, you know, do the prep work that you need to do, but also I believe just do it as well because somebody is going to resonate with your content and your topic. Where did DJ breast cancer come from that's quite a name where did it come from well i um she a dj uh i don't believe so i believe that it had to do with and you know we should probably ask her that i believe i'm envisioning like spinning records dj and and dj breast cancer um well my understanding i think is like being a radio dj in the sense of same thing well, the Text old jockey. School, yeah, yeah, but, but the the old school radio DJ, if you were like in in communications, could be. Well, I guess it did have to do with music, but um, DJ BC, DJ, DJ BC. I like her. Yeah. Um, so you can check out her podcast as well, DJ Breast Cancer. DJ BC. 
DJBC. So is there anything else, Kev, you think we should add before we go in no, and jump into I think we should it. celebrate one year. Let's go. All right. Let's, let's go celebrate. have a drink. Uh, how are you going to celebrate one year? How am I celebrating one year? Well, in our family, oftentimes we celebrate by with food and drink. Like little things, big things. You know, it could be Kyle had a good baseball game. He did have a good game. Yeah. He's, today. today. Um, like minutes ago. Minutes before we recorded. And he, he had, had a good game. And he had extra Oreos. Uh, but I, I I say that as as we, they're like fun little things we do. I love Daily Harvest. And I, to me, for those of you that follow my journey through pretty wellness and my healthy lifestyle, I used to be a junk food junkie and now I eat really clean. And so I love it when there are um, sweet treats that I can have that don't have sugar in it or added sugar. And, and Daily Harvest makes these scoops that are my favorite. And so tonight, as Kyle had his little treat, I had a scoop of the salty caramel. It's made with uh, coconut milk and uh, a few different like herbs in it as well. I'd have to look at the ingredients that that's made. I don't think it's actually made with real caramel. Medjool dates, I think, is what the caramel flavor comes from. And so... Um, I know that that will be how I, usually an organic glass of wine. Uh, I love celebrating like that. And You celebrate brushing your teeth. I know. All right, so let's be honest. I don't celebrate anything. You celebrate getting up in the morning. Uh, well, I believe, I, I've always felt like if we can take anything ordinary and make it a little extraordinary, it'll, um, it'll make our day a little bit better. Well, that's what makes you better than me. No, I wouldn't say better, but maybe more celebratory. So how are we going to celebrate this? Well, we are going to celebrate, I'll say, and you may not know this, um, but by the time this airs, I will have taken a few week break. But um, you know what? That was the thing we didn't talk about. And this is actually a great transition is what did we do? Not wrong, but what mistakes did we make that other people could learn from? And Oh, I have no clue. Well, what, I'm, what I was going to say is... We should have well, probably had a production meeting. Uh, no, we did. We did because, you know, I love preparing. But um, no, what I would say is, um, and, and finishing my sentence that I interrupted myself in, was that by the time this airs, it's going to be on, uh, you know, around May 19th, 20th, which was when we launched a year ago. Um, we're recording this a few weeks earlier because I'm taking a little break to celebrate. I'm, you may not know it as the listener because what I am doing now is something I haven't done all year, which was, is batch, not just interviewing because my whole process is I do the prep, I do the interview. I then have to write an intro and outro, and then I send it to an editor, Audrey, who we love, who's been amazing. She edits it, but then I have to listen to it. She listens to it. I listen to it. And then I write up show notes. And so, and that's just uh, telling you quickly what I do. But that all takes time and that all takes energy. And I figured out a way to make it work and be in sync, especially with my editor, to do it week after week. But I will say if anything goes wrong, like you get sick, or for me, I have a lot of doctor's appointments because I'm a cancer patient, if um, it doesn't give me a lot of leeway and flexibility. And so if there's one thing that I did you know, again, there's no right or wrong here, but that I would like people to learn from my experiences to the extent that you can have whole episodes, whole show notes, show notes 
in the can, ready to go, even scheduled to release on a certain date, that will make your life so much less stressful. I found that. And so what I'm doing now to prepare for a few weeks off is I have organized and prepared my social media for a few weeks ahead. I've done the same with the podcast. And there are many ways that, and hey, if, if you guys have questions after this episode, please, you know, hopefully you're following me already on at Pretty Wellness on Instagram. DM me, ask me questions. Um, I love to answer questions because there are plenty of people along the way that were really great to me through this process. And so that is how I'm celebrating is taking a little break. But the reason that I get to have a break while my business and podcast is still running is because I was able to truly batch them and get a lot of work done ahead so I can do that. Yeah, I'd echo that, right? Your question was, what did we not do right? And while I don't want to say we didn't do it right, but plan ahead. Plan ahead. It's pretty easy. Um, Actually, no, it's not easy because you... Research a guest, you find out about them, you reach out to them, you read their book. Like That's a full week, right? So how do you batch that times three if you want to take three weeks off? But, but my point would be uh, plan ahead. What can you do to plan ahead? Well, and I'll tell you, a few weeks ago was when I really felt like I was getting burnt out. And, you know, you and I were talking in the kitchen and you were like, you need a break. You just need a break. And to look at the magnitude of work that needed to be done to take a few weeks off seemed daunting. But uh, my best friend, Michelle from Neat Little Nest talks a lot about spending focus time. She calls it her focus 15 or we'll say a focus 30 or focus 45. Sometimes when I'm so overwhelmed with things to do, again, we're going to go back to Nike, Kev. I just do it. I'll set a timer for a focus 15 minutes or a focus 30 minutes a task that I don't necessarily want to do and I just start working on it. And, you know, then I'll maybe have the, uh, as I call it, the ugly first draft of my show notes. Like anytime you write a first draft, it tends to be kind of ugly and, and not your best work. But that's the whole what the whole writing process is about is that you edit it. And so then my show notes end up, after I've gone back a few times, have been better. And I think in the planning process, though that can seem daunting, is just do it and keep moving forward so that you can take some well-needed breaks. As I say in my podcast, let's land this plane. All right. So the way we end every episode with Happiness Through Hearts, the podcast, and that is something I'm super excited that we started on the first episode and we are almost at 50 episodes now and a whole year and we're still doing it and it's still going strong and it's so near and dear to my heart because my son and I created the Grateful Game a few years ago and we still play on most nights. And so I am going to close it out since I guess this is my podcast and I want to share what I'm grateful for and why as it relates to this podcast. And I have to kick it off. I'll give me, Kev, time me on a minute here. But I would say that I am absolutely grateful, Kev, for you, for all the help that you have done for me over the course of this year or the last seven years with Pretty Wellness because your understanding the digital space has really been an asset for me. And I am grateful for that. I am grateful for some of my other friends or 
former colleagues, especially Megan from ESPN Radio, that was really helpful in motivating me to just start this as well and gave me some really wonderful advice. I am super grateful for all of my guests because I know that coming on a podcast doesn't just mean showing up for my one hour call, but oftentimes it means prep on their end. And I really appreciate that. Um, And I also want to say thank you. Well, actually, let me say thank you to my cousin, Craig. Um, I'm not sure if he's listening or if any of the good friends are listening here, but he works for a social media company and has been very helpful for me in navigating that space and um, in promoting of the podcast. And that is very meaningful. And last but certainly not least. Overtime. um, I love it. Overtime. I always go in overtime. I can never. um, Right. Uh, let's, Let's see. Last but certainly not least. I would say that um, you, the listeners, I am so grateful. I mean, this, I'm almost speechless in the fact that I've had so many people be supportive that I don't even know that are listening, that are sharing it, that are giving reviews, that are making this a meaningful place to have conversations about having a happier and healthier life. So thank you for supporting us. I hope that you'll continue. And I, again, I'm so grateful that I I believe that we're in this together because it's about the conversations. So Kev, thank you for co-hosting this very special episode. I was just here for the ride. Thanks for having me. (laughs) I I hope I did. All right. I don't know. Um, I kind of just showed up and you threw a microphone in my face. Um, no, that's, that's not true. That's not entirely true. You've, uh, you are my partner in so many different ways. So I um, I love you. And this has been this has been fun for us. So for the listeners, again, um, thank you for joining us in this ride. And for all you out there, I hope that you will um, you consider whether it's starting a podcast or just tapping into something that like ignites your passion and connecting with that because I believe whether you're going through hardship in life or you're having a grand old time, being able to find things that make you smile, being able to have a lot of people and things in your life that bring gratitude can truly help you put one foot in front of the other and live the life you want to live. So thanks again to everyone for joining us today and bye for now. Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to leave you with a quick thought, but first a request. Please take a minute to rate, review, and subscribe. You leaving a review helps us with our podcast ranking. The higher we are ranked, the more people can discover our show. And tell your friends about us too. If you love us, they might as well. And now, my parting words. I know this episode was a little different than usual, sharing a year of podcasting and some of the good as well as the challenging And of course, a little bit of behind the scenes magic with my dog barking a lot. Now, I hope it brought a smile to your face and maybe even will motivate you to do something, anything that you've been considering, something that you're passionate about. I know it may be hard work, but it may very well be worth it. So in the wise words of my husband and of course, Nike, just do it. Thanks again for joining us today. I am sending you lots of happiness and great health. Bye for now.